Hi, hello, and how you doing? Welcome back to Social Butterfly, episode 19. The sluggard, or the habitually lazy person. The sluggard makes only one commitment, and that commitment is to his own leisure. He'll try any excuse to shy away from honest labor. The sluggard, in the physical sense, does nothing for the world around him. He leaves it unchanged except for pillaging some of its resources. The sluggard, in the spiritual sense, isn't much different. He leaves the world no better than he found it, and perhaps a little poorer. Wise leaders know their time is limited. They know they have no way to retrieve misused or wasted time. That's why it's so important to remain disciplined in your thinking, in your emotions, and your actions. Discipline is doing what you really don't want to do so that you can do what you really want to do. Discipline thinking. You can't get far in life if you don't use your head. If you keep your mind active and regularly take on mental challenges, you will develop the kind of discipline thinking that will help you with whatever you endeavor to do. Disciplined emotions. People have just two choices when it comes to their emotions. They can master their emotions or be mastered by them. You shouldn't let your feelings prevent you from doing what you should or drive you to do things you shouldn't. Disciplined actions. Sharpening your mind and controlling your emotions are important, but they can take you only so far. Action is what separates the winners from the losers. Your actions always reflect your degree of discipline. Remember, the first person you lead is you. And you can't lead effectively without self-discipline. So how about you? How is your self-discipline? Plato said, the first and best victory is to conquer self. Here are a few action points that might help you with becoming a more self-disciplined leader. Develop and follow your priorities. Make a disciplined lifestyle your goal. Challenge your excuses. Remove rewards until you finish the job. Stay focused on results. Never trade what you want at the moment for what you want most. One of the great tests of leadership is how you handle opposition. You will no doubt be faced with the usual tactics of opposition. Ridicule, resistance, and rumor. Now, if you model the right responses to all three of these, you should be in good shape. Number one, rely on your faith. Do not let go of what you stand for. Respect your opposition. Do not become arrogant or cocky. Reinforce your weak points. If there's holes in your plan, patch them. Reassure your people. Always reassure them that it's going to be okay. Refuse to quit. That one's self-explanatory. Renew your people's strength continually. 
always remind them of how much they mean to you, of how much their strength is needed. Persistence is the ultimate gauge of our leadership. The secret is to outlast our critics. Now, good leaders organize so they don't have to agonize. I have a passage here I'd like to share with you that displays this quite well. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? But if all prophecy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all. He is convicted by all. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Let all things be done decently and in order. Now, what can we learn about organization from this? Well, identify and pursue your top priorities. Seek to practice what will benefit the most people. Communicate clearly. See things through the eyes of the outsider. Order activities simply for the purpose of adding value to others. Make sure everything is done in an appropriate manner. Now communicate clearly. It's extremely important. The process must begin with communicating the game plan. That is the key to productivity, but it must continue with the exchange of information. Sidney J. Harris said, Information is giving out while communication is getting through. When there is interactive communication between the team leader and his people, it empowers them to succeed. Now, With that being said, why do so many organizations fail to bring out the best in their people? Why is it that they fail to tap into their full potential? Most likely because the only reward they give their employees is a paycheck. And the relationship never develops beyond that point. Successful organizations take a different approach. In exchange for the work a person gives, he receives not only his paycheck, but he is also nurtured by the people he works for. And nurturing has the ability to transform people's lives. Now, John Maxwell, he's a motivational speaker, and uh, I always appreciate whatever he has to say. He uses what he calls the BEST acronym to remind himself of what his people need when they join his organization. His BEST acronym reminds him that they need him to believe in them, encourage them, share with them, trust them. You see, nurturing benefits everyone. I mean, what people wouldn't be more secure and motivated when their leader believes in them, encourages them, shares with them, and trusts them? B-E-S-T. Best. People are more productive when they are nurtured. Even more important, nurturing creates a strong emotional and professional foundation within workers who have leadership potential. Later, using training and development, a leader can be built on that foundation. Social Butterfly, and I'm out.
As a little bonus, I'd like to read 12 precepts taken from the book Dokoro, written by Miyamoto Musashi, who was a samurai, and this book was published in 1645. These 12 precepts are some of the rules that he applied to his life. Accept everything just the way it is. Do not seek pleasure for its own sake. Do not, under any circumstances, depend on a partial filling. Think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. Never be jealous. Be indifferent to where you live. Do not pursue the taste of good food. Do not hold on to possessions you no longer need. Do not fear death. Respect Buddha and the gods without counting on their help. You may abandon your own body, but you must preserve your honor. Never stray from the way.